0: hello ladies and gentlemen i have a question for you are you going through life without an armchair booking t-shirt if you are well you are truly missing out on the t-shirts yeah, yeah. i mean doyland am i i you have a t-shirt am yeah I wrong say it, it's made your life better hasn't it
1: it absolutely has
0: yeah and i can tell you that i have a mask I have this one, it's made my life. It's so complete just having this mask, but as you can see, it's not the only design. I have my phone case, which is this one. You can actually see it right here. And I also have my, my mug, but not this mug. Uh, the one that I have is the travel mug, mm. and I absolutely enjoy it. How but well, if, how, didn't you say it keeps your coffee? Co- uh, pr- oh, more? my Lord, yes. And I don't get me wrong. I mean, I'd rather have my coffee start out hot. Yeah. Uh, but this what I mean. I actually <laughs> have to ha- pop the little hole open for a little bit, so I don't – but yeah, it works really, really well, so it's very <laughs> – well insulated which is a plus i mean i'd rather have it that than my coffee go like stupid cold
2: yeah you yeah. know like
0: right away and as you can look on there you can tell some of the items just right here you can save 20% if you order within the next 6 hours that's right and that's another good bonus so if you don't have one go ahead and go order one but otherwise welcome back to the armchair booking wrestling podcast i'm your host my name is Steve Barber, and joining me is my wonderful co-host Dwayne Davis.
1: Hey, everybody, doing all right?
0: I'm doing. You know, it's it's been a hectic week. Uh, I mean, it's um, it's starting again like it was back in the fall. Not as bad <laughs> as what it was in the fall, but you know, we're work is ramping up. But I mean, um, can't complain too much. It just means yeah. I'm going to be busy. Yeah, and you know, so um, <clears throat> but otherwise, you I mean it's. Uh, been a very interesting week you know got to watch some wrestling at the beginning of the week and um you know we got to interview ella the brand new nwf women's champion we thought that right. was great got a lot of heard a lot of good feedback about it cool
1: yeah and that was a really good interview
0: it was i mean it really was and you know she is such a nice person you know um even though she said she loves playing heel better mm-hmm. it, it's hard kind of hard to see that because yeah yeah <laughs> she's really
1: sweet yeah it's hard to see the it's hard to see the heel when we were interviewing her because she's such, she's so nice.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the first time I never thought about how much makeup she has to put on, you know, when she's actually, you know, playing Ella mm-hmm. and not the actual person. Um, you know, I, I don't know if she was keen on like giving like her actual name. You can find her real name pretty easily. But yeah, um, yeah. But if somebody doesn't want to put it out there, I'm not going to put it out there. Uh, but, you know, so when I saw her, I was like, who the heck are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah th- that was uh, absolutely fantastic and we've got to get um, her boyfriend um, she <laughs> kept just calling him prodigy you yeah. know Kobe, Kobe Kane we need to get him on, yeah. the, sh- him on the show as well um, we do have some other interviews that are going to be coming up um, until we actually do the interview I'd rather not say who they are
1: yeah we don't um, want to jinx anything
0: no I don't want to jinx it but, but I will say Saturday we have one scheduled that is going to be a really really big yeah. one and a um, big deal for us yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm about as nervous as a cat crapping razor blades I mean, it's uh, you know so definitely want to you know do that one justice i should say yeah Uh, and plus you know we have uh most of the panel show for black history month we have most of it set in stone we have Mm -hmm. a tentative date uh we just gotta you know we're just waiting on two people to confirm yeah they, they confirm what they can be on the show they just need to confirm the date that's our right um but i'm i'm really looking forward to that one uh once again i'm also nervous that i don't screw it up <laughs> you know uh, because,
1: you'll be fine <laughs>
0: uh, but you know i mean i'll be like the one like hi <laughs> you know i'll just i'll just sit here and be quiet you know i'll host everything I'll, you know but you know but of course i mean obviously if somebody asks me a question i'm going to Know, right. And, and we'll both have questions as well. So, I mean, yep. we're both wrestling historians. And I think this is a, a topic that is long overdue to be discussed.
1: Yes, very uh, long overdue.
0: Yep, um, because there's a lot of things. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't aware we're still going on. Um, we shouldn't be in the age of still saying, well, they're the first. I'm like, really? Yeah. Just now? Yep. We're in 2022. Mm-hmm how are, are we just now saying the first yeah <clears throat> but uh but thanks you know hopefully we'll we will hit a day one day where we won't have to say the first no. you know we want to you know yep. of anything we'll just say hey they won they put on a fantastic match they're awesome Yep. you know because i don't like putting qualifiers right you know so um uh, but anyway you know so tonight uh We're going to be discussing some, you know, it's been kind of a quiet week as far as wrestling concerned.
1: Yeah, it really has. Not a whole lot has been going on. There's been a few things. You know, we've had some new additions to the AEW roster, and there's been some uh, things about WrestleMania that have come out. You know, so, I mean, there's been some things, but it hasn't just been a, like, mind-blowing Right. News Newsweek in wrestling.
0: I mean, now the event last night, I'd say it was a pretty big event. And yeah. I'm not just saying that because he's a big man, <laughs> yeah. but I missed it. So you'll have to describe what it was like oh. when Keith Lee walked out. Because oh, nobody Lord. Yeah, Keith Lee
1: is now all elite. All elite. It's it's official. The the little the picture they always post when somebody signs. Tony Khan put it on Twitter. I don't understand. We were just talking about this before we went on air. I don't understand how WWE messed this up. Keith no, Lee he, has been a WWE. star everywhere he has gone. Since, the, since him and Shane Taylor started as the Pretty Boy Killers in Ring of Honor when they started as a tag team, you could see it. Keith Lee was a star then. He's a former pro wrestling guerrilla world champion the only wrestler in NXT history to be the NXT champion and the NXT North American champion at the same time.
0: He was, that's right.
1: The man screams star. He has charisma, mic skills, the fans in the palm of his hand. He is a 348 pound, super heavyweight who moves like Ray Mysterio.
2: Hmm.
1: I don't understand. And Pete, when, Seriously, it, it, there's a clip of the full thing, like his entrance, his match, everything on AEW's uh, YouTube page. You should check that out because his music hit. It said Limitless on the, the Tron. Those fans lost their mind. They knew exactly who it was. He, and when he walked <laughs> out, that place just erupted. The announcers were amazed. The fans were amazed he's in the ring, he's doing the conductor thing because the fans are saying, oh, bask in his glory. It just, everything screams star. I mean, in two two minutes, it took him to get to the ring <laughs> and the bell to ring. Everybody knew, look at this star. This is a superstar. This is a future world champion in our company. And I don't understand how you know, Triple H didn't mess it up. Triple H mm-hmm. knew what he had. But when he got... when they brought Keith Lee to the main roster. It's like they act like they didn't know what to do with him. Just get out of his way and let him be Keith Lee. And that's, you can tell that's what AEW is doing. And when he was wrestling uh, Isaiah Cassidy, who's one half of the private party tag team, Keith Lee, Isaiah Cassidy got in his face. Keith Lee pushed him all the way to the far corner and then just build him from one corner to the other. Just launched him like a child. He just threw him. <laughs> it's just that. It, if, I know a lot of times wrestlers come into a company and people are like, oh, that's a future world champion right there. I know it gets overused a lot. But unless somehow Tony Khan screws it up, and I don't think he will, Keith Lee is a future AEW world champion. uh, you know it's going to be some time Keith Lee because Keith Lee even said on Twitter he said there's still a lot of work to be done but Keith Lee is a future AEW world champion
0: it kind of makes you wonder who in WWE or somebody it's almost like the click is back
1: yeah it's like Oh well, he's over. Let me be. Let's. Let, we got to shut that down real quick because yeah. he's getting he's getting too much shine. So we can't have that happening. And it's like, I mean, they did it with him. They did it with Karrion Cross. It's like pretty much anybody that came from NXT. I mean, there's a hand. There's Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens are really about the only Drew McIntyre to an extent, but Drew McIntyre to me wasn't there long enough to really be considered an NXT guy. He, that was just a stop for right. him when he was coming back into company. Uh, but like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens are really the only guys that have done extremely well on the main roster coming from NXT in spite of Vince McMahon and the writers and and all that. Most of the time coming from NXT to the main roster is a nail in the coffin because they ruin everything that made you great in NXT. They've already done it with Damian priest, everything yeah. that that made Damian priest interesting and popular and everything. They've completely ruined that, Bringing uh on his current run. It's like, as soon as he won the United States title, it's like, Oh, we got to strip away everything, you know, that made him what he is and do this, split personality thing and it's like just let the guy be who he was at nxt or ring of honor for that matter because that's where Mm -hmm. they that's where they first saw him anyway
0: and you know i I don't remember which podcast i was listening to today but they were actually talking about shane um you know getting released fired um on flair's podcast mark madden said he thinks it might be a work i'm like, "Mm." Uh, you know, I mean, that's a little you, extreme. But. You never can tell, but
1: from what, like I said, from what I've understand from multiple sources, it was Vince who made
0: the call. Vince, right? You know, Vince kicked him to the curb. So actually, you know what? It was Flair's podcast. It was the same one where um, they said, "Well, Shane was fired because of his booking," and then someone said, Well, everything runs through Vince. Vince had to approve it. And I think they're forgetting something. Vince might not have been as involved with the Rumble because his mom passed away the day before. No, but
1: here's the thing. Shane was trying to book the entire Rumble around him. That Shane even floated the idea of him going coast to coast and coming out at number one and going all the way to the end. And they said Vince McMahon himself said no to that. There were several ideas that Shane McMahon had that Vince McMahon said no, because Vince knew, Vince already knew he was going to have Brock win the Rumble. So Brock had some ideas. Vince had ideas. Shane, who was in charge of booking the event, figured, oh, well, I'm booking it. So I'm just going to get my ideas in there and make this about me. And Vince was like, no, it was, it was like when Vince Russo was there. Vince was the filter. And that's how it was. From what I understand, that's how it was at the Rumble. Shane had all these crazy ideas and Vince is like no so then Shane is mad about that so then he's disrespectful to producers and the writing staff and things like that because everybody wasn't just going oh my god Shane that's a fantastic idea uh (laughs) you're 52 years old but we're gonna book you like you're Superman that's what he wanted yeah and like and like I've been I watch what culture news. Every morning during the week, uh, I've seen on pro wrestling uh, uh, PW Insider, uh, Wrestle Zone, Shane McMahon thinks that he is the hardest man in pro wrestling. It's like he's trained, he's done some MMA training and has been booked like Evil Knievel his entire career. Yeah. And he thinks that that makes him the absolute toughest man in the sport. And it's like, Shane. Your 52-year-old billionaire's son. Sit down before you get hurt.
0: Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I have been impressed when he's done this. I mean, he he's fearless when it comes to jumping off of stuff.
1: Yeah, but, but but I mean, it's like look at Jeff Hardy.
0: You can only mm-hmm. jump off stuff for so long before your body pays for it. Yeah. And it may have been what culture, or may have been. Uh, there's been so many podcasts and everything else that um, that I've been listening to or watching, mm-hmm. or or that we've actually been a part of, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. because <laughs> we get on other podcasts. And uh, I want to say more than one of them pointed out Shane would go to like you know say like WrestleMania, mm-hmm. WrestleMania in Dallas against the Undertaker, and held a cell for no yep. reason whatsoever.
1: Yeah, there was no need for the cell. No need it, for the- it. The only reason they booked the sale because they knew Shane would jump off of it.
0: Yeah, and he did. Yeah. And I woke my wife up because I screamed, holy something. And, <laughs> uh, and by that point, it was like almost midnight because that was one of the, the WrestleManias that lasted forever.
1: Yes, that's the, the one that was oh. like, I mean, I think that show was like with the pre-show and everything. It was like a seven-hour show. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I'm so glad. it. that was that for us. Been-
0: yeah, Think about the people who are there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that they're doing these, the two night WrestleManias now. Right. That's, And I'm also glad that they've started being sensible and doing some pay per views on Saturdays.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whichever one, it may have been, like I said, may have been Walt Culture, it may have been uh, WrestleMania, may have been um, Coldaholic, it may have been any of They pointed out Shane does that stuff and then he takes months off because he's not a full-time wrestler. Exactly, and that's the thing. That's To me,
1: that's another spit in the face to people that are there Mm -hmm. all year long. Yeah, Shane can do these crazy stunts because then he gets a couple of months off to rest up and heal up. Yeah. You've got other guys that are beating their body up night in and night out. They don't get a month or two off to rest, not unless you're in a position like Randy Orton has put in 20 years and, you know, yeah. guys like that, but like your regular, say your regular top of the mid card guy, he's working every night. He's not mm-hmm. getting that time off. The, those, the women aren't getting that time off to rest. So it's like, I, I lump Shane in with these other part-timers that come in, get all their stuff in, get, you know, get their little highlight reel. And then take off for a couple of months, and it's like you can't that's just it's just
0: disrespectful to the men and women who work their tails off all year long Think about the most famous jumping off of or being thrown off of in the history of wrestling, and that's you know probably Foley being thrown off it was Foley off the cell yeah twice twice once off of it once through once it, through which, it and the
1: the one that went through it was not supposed to happen it was right. just. Two 300 pounders. Toom, toom. That's the top of that cell, couldn't hold it. Foley was on Raw Wrestling the next night. Foley, I, think about this. I'm not saying he should have been, no, but he or, was on there. <laughs> but think
0: about this. Foley went off the top of the cage through the announcement, mm-hmm. through the dispatch yep. announcement. All those poor guys, they say, hey, we want you to be a dispatch announcement. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> not doing it because I don't want somebody 320 pounds hitting me. You mm-hmm. know, from a height of legitimately yeah. what. And I mean, he, he
1: barely hit the table. Yeah. Mo- I mean, he hit con- most of his body hit concrete. He and got off the stretcher, went back up, got choke slammed through Threw the room. of the ce- Which the wasn't cell. supposed to happen.
0: So he couldn't even brace himself no. for that
1: one. As he's coming down, so is the chair that was on top <laughs> of the cell. Hit him in the smack- face. Hits him in the <laughs> face. Breaks off a tooth and a half
0: always on autopilot, but he is still fighting. Yeah, and because think about this, they took him, okay, the, after the first one, they took mm-hmm. him on the stretcher, out, he climbs off the stretcher, it goes back, climbing, with a separated shoulder, mind yes.
2: you. Yes.
0: Climbs up the cage yeah. to the top, and this was, this was actually the reason why, if you look at the hell and stuff now, they have the footholds. Yeah, because he didn't have that, and of course, neither did Taker. Yep. Taker also had like a broken foot, legitimately. Uh, he had a,
1: yeah, he had a legitimate broken foot.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that. even so, and, he and
1: prior to the match. I mean, he had yeah. he, it was broken before that. So Taker's gone and injured. Foley has been destroyed, and is still still competing.
0: Yeah. You know, he came in there, got it back, went through it, wasn't supposed to, but he went through mm-hmm. it, boom. And I remember that one because as soon as he hit, they knew, oh, this is not good. And you saw the cage fly up. and. Well, that's why uh, Terry
1: Funk got in there and mm-hmm. was like, kind of like got in the Undertaker's face. They were stalling.
0: Yeah. Because, to see uh, if Foley was um, going
1: to come to or not.
0: What? I cannot remember the guy's name because Foley talks about him in his book. The guy, he had uh, the ponytail, but he's actually a doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was, know who
1: you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. But yeah, he's actually. It's a
0: it's a very French sounding name. Yeah, um, and that's what I, I, that's why I cannot remember the actual name. But yeah, I mean, he's sl- that cage all of a sudden went up. I mean, he slid. He didn't even wait for the cage. I mean, he was under it up uh-huh. there checking on him. Yeah. to make sure because they thought. I mean, they literally they, legitimately thought they had just killed him.
1: They thought he was dead, and yeah. that and there was not a there has never been a better call by an announcer in pro wrestling when Jim Ross was like. Stop the damn match. Y'all have killed him.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what Lars like. He's dead. Yeah.
2: It's like, and that's it. He's that's dead. it.
0: And then he comes back up. They put him back on the stretcher, taking him off. All of a sudden they look up and here he comes again. Yep. I mean, and he, get,
1: he
0: he's brawled, back in there. He's
1: still brawled with the Undertaker. He took the choke slam on the thumbtacks. He, he, took, took he took a yep. tombstone. But he was still Giving yeah. offense to the Undertaker. And it's like, you have that. And then you look at nowadays where it's like, I did one spot. So now I need three months off so I can rest.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and one of the things, and it's not funny. And there's no, something else that Follett mentions in his book when the Undertaker, bam, Follett's kind of, he just kind of melted.
1: Yeah. He just crumpled. <laughs> He's like, I just. It's like, I know it looked ridiculous, but it really didn't. In it the looked more legitimate, match, actually. It looked, it looked like he just legitimately he got, got like, knocked uh, out.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, he was hurt so bad during that, that that Taker and him were talking backstage. And he's like, oh, I forgot to do the thumbtacks. Mick, look at your arm. And his arm mm-hmm. is just covered mm-hmm. in the thumbtacks.
1: I read in his book that he says that, like, even now, like recent interviews, to this day, he doesn't remember. He doesn't remember the match after going off the cell. Right. He remembers what people told him. He's gone back and watched it, but he's like, as far as my memory goes, I remember being in the air after getting thrown off the cell. I don't remember
0: anything else. And think about this: he walked out because they were about yes. to put him back on the stretcher, mm-hmm. and he said, "Was I on a stretcher already?" And yeah. I don't want to be on a stretcher again. Let me And, yeah. he, and Terry and Funk w- of course was yeah, helping him down and he's like pointing at him going, "Yeah, you know, they're like Foley, Foley." Well, it's just like you look
1: at the toughness of Mick Foley and De- go back to WCW, his feud with Vader. He's yes. taking unprotected shots. Mm-hmm. And it was Foley's idea to take the shots because the whole plan cuz Foley Oh my, Foley is one of the most generous professional wrestlers I've ever seen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If he thinks that he can get someone to that next level, he is willing to do, put his body on the line to do it. In order to make Vader the monster that Foley knew he was from watching him in Japan, but to get the audience to understand that, Foley was willing to take unprotected Straight closed fist from Big Van Vader,
0: and the power bomb. And they was were concrete, n- and they
1: were nasty. Oh mm-hmm. Lord, I remember seeing that mm-hmm. when it first happened, and I was like, "That no, that's not supposed mm-hmm. to be happening." Yeah, and then the power bomb on the floor, and... and then he got an ear ripped off. Now that wasn't supposed to happen, but he got an ear no, ripped yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like. You got guys now. You got guys. I mean, and I know I keep bringing up Goldberg, but you got Goldberg has done nothing, absolutely nothing since the Saudi Arabia show where he beat Bobby Lashley. Storyline wise, I can kind of understand why they hadn't beat Bobby Lashley, but for me, it is ridiculous for fifty-six-year-old Bill Goldberg to be beating Bobby Lashley. I understand Bobby Lashley is in his early forties. Bobby Lashley is an amazing human yeah. specimen. And he he's really not, is. Just, he is not just for show. Bobby Lashley can still go. That's the problem with Goldberg. Goldberg looks, for 55, 56 years old, yep. he's in phenomenal shape. Until the bell rings, and then he's gassed. Yep. He is blown up the first two minutes of the match. Everybody has to work a Bill Goldberg match, because Bill Goldberg can't work everybody else's match.
0: Right. So and now...
1: So now they've done nothing with him since Saudi last year at crown jewel. And all of a sudden Roman Reigns is next and Bill Goldberg just saunters in and announces that, Oh, I'm the, I'm the number one contender for the universal title.
0: And they go, okay.
1: Yeah. They're just like, okay, because we need that name recognition because we're going back over to Saudi and we need that name recognition. And it's like, No, you don't. You need to be building new stars. Go look at your competition and see how many stars you let walk through the door over there.
0: Mm -hmm. And one last thing about Foley and and about the night before we move on. You know, you're talking about, yeah, he was on Raw the next night. You forgot that very same night he came out and interfered in a match. That's right. He, he
1: He came out during the main event and interfered in the first blood match between Austin
0: and Kane which I never understood why Kane was in a first blood match with a mask on. But, um, but yeah, so Shane McMahon does a couple matches, you know, jumps off of a high building Mm -hmm. and then he's off for three, four months. Yeah. They heal up. Mick Foley was literally back out there 30 minutes later after what he had just done. Yep. You know, so yeah, Shane, you jumping off is impressive. You know, I couldn't do it. Mick Foley did it twice. Within a span of ten minutes, yeah, and took a tombstone, and took a choke slam on tax, yeah. and, and took and took a sh- chair shot to the face in the main event. Yeah, and you know he did all that, and then thirty minutes later he was back out there taking, mm-hmm. it, and he was on Raw the next night. Yep. So, Shane, for you to get fired, you know, dude, yeah, you're not what 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 did he win the greatest athlete or the world? uh the best in the world he won that world cup and it was
1: i mean one you can't have a world cup when you're an isolated company right two it was it was just a farce because like all these guys wrestled this tournament and then Shane wanders in at the end because somebody supposedly got hurt
0: oh who was it that got hurt um, was, it was it dolph was or it was Dolph it, or was it The Miz? I think it, it may have been. I, you know what? I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, but one
1: of them was KFAB injured. And so Dolph just, I mean, I mean, Shane just sauntered in, put himself in the match, wins the match, and proclaims he is the best wrestler in the world.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, that's how WWE, that's how they like to book things. Just yeah. throw somebody in there. Right, because of certain money in the bank a few years ago, all of a sudden a mystery guy mm-hmm. comes out and it's like he has a, yep. he goes in there, wrestles for a minute. Oh, he's the greatest wrestler ever. Yeah. Royal rumble. Comes uh-huh. in there, the last person. Two you know, minutes, two and a half minutes later. And at, it's like, he, he's yay! To, and he's going against, you know, people who are already gassed up and, yep. and, and Shane McMahon. It mm-hmm. should be there anyway bad bunny who i mean i admit i'm actually impressed by bad bunny he has a lot of respect for the business and he works at it yep you know um <clears throat> not sure about how i feel about him taking the spot of an actual wrestler you know but i but i given, would
1: d- given wwe's climate i mean they let go of two-thirds of their roster yeah, that's so true they needed to fill some spaces
0: and speaking of those releases, because we were talking about this the other day, it's like okay, they have a lot of people who are coming up in their 90 days. Because we mentioned Keith Lee, we mentioned em, em, Amber, Amber Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see her wrestling somewhere because she is too good of a talent to not be wrestling.
1: There's been rumors going around that she was in talks to sign with Impact Wrestling, so okay, maybe but, she'll maybe she'll go there.
0: Yeah, but just think about these names. These are all the names that were released uh, that very same day: um, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Scarlet, O'Neil Lorkin, Carrie Cross, B.Fab. Yeah, that's right. That was the day B.Fab. They had just moved to the main roster, and two weeks later, they're, they're released. Well, they
1: had just signed her to a new contract, a new yes. long-term deal, like a week before they
0: released her. And I was looking forward to seeing that faction because I'm like, okay, they. I mean, they they were good. Yeah, uh, Jessica Mia. Zayda uh Trey Baxter, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Grin Metalik, Cleen Storado, Keith Lee, Nia Jax, Mia Yim, which Keith Lee and Mia Yim, they kind of make sense. Um, yeah, they got yeah. married over the weekend, by the way. Yeah, but I was going to say, congratulations. congratulations. And Harry Smith, that one that you kind of surprises me, you know, son of the British Bulldog, mm-hmm. and Eva Marie. So there's a lot of people right there who could be signing yeah. somewhere. And um it's just a shame. I mean, that's why we all of a sudden for the rumble, they went, Oh crap, we don't have enough people for the rumble. hmm Yep. And especially on, on the women's side of the house. And I I don't I don't want to look at the roster that was in the rumble, but I want to say it was probably about a third of them were legends.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they were in there, all right. You know, except for Lita. Lita can stay here for a while. The rest of y'all come in. All right, now get out.
2: Yeah,
1: they just came out for a pop, and then they were gone. And it's like, people want to talk about how the casual wrestling fan doesn't know certain wrestlers. If you look at the difference between a WWE show, when they bring out like wrestlers from the past, and an AEW show when they bring out wrestlers from the past, there's a lot more knowledgeable fans of wrestling that are watching the AEW product because they have had the Rock and Roll Express on there. Tully Mm -hmm. Blanchard is a manager. Arn Anderson is a manager. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts is a manager. And when these people come out, these are legitimate legends of the business. And when these people come out, fans know who they are the mm-hmm. AEW fans know who they are. So people can quit using that excuse to where it's like oh we got to cater to the casual fan. No, you don't. I mean, if the casual fan wants to watch pro wrestling, that's fine, but you need to cater to the fans that are there that have supported your company, that have supported this industry for years and years and years, not the oh, well I like this person, so I'm going to watch it from January. I'm going to watch it from January to April, and then I'm not going to watch it the rest of the year. Right. That's the casual fan, and that's not going to. That's the type of fan that's not going to sustain your business.
0: It's it kind of like people they they don't watch football at all until it's Super Bowl time.
1: Right. Or no, don't I mean, even. It, and yeah. I get, I get like, I don't watch every single game. I don't have cable anymore. I got rid of it. We just do strictly streaming. Um, I do have some, but I, I do have some streaming apps to where I can catch a few games, but I keep up with it, right? I keep up with professional football. Professional football is now my favorite sport. I keep up with it constantly every week. I'm keeping up with the scores and the stats and everything, but it's like you said, you know, you have these football fans that don't even keep up with it. And it's like, oh, it's Super Bowl. I got to watch. And it's right. like, why are you watching? Are you supporting either one of these teams? Or are you interested in what's going on? Or are you just looking for a reason to party and watch the halftime show?
0: You know, right when you just said, um, that's my favorite sport. Yeah. It was like the cadence you said that I automatically thought of Curtis Blow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not football, but, yeah, you know. And I almost started singing basketball is my favorite sport. <laughs> um, and for those of y'all who don't know that, go look. We're talking like old school. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because definitely need
1: a, to definitely need to Google that.
0: Yeah, because if they probably go, Curtis Who? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, Curtis, you know, never mind.
1: <laughs> so But another wrestler that debuted for AEW last night was uh Jay White. Uh yes. And uh which is Jay White is phenomenal, especially since the since he's been doing the, the switchblade stuff and he's really coming to his own as like the leader of the Bullet Club. And uh that was a you know, having Keith Lee and Jay White both debut on the same night were huge, those are huge gets for mm-hmm. AEW. And this is I've also seen this. On Twitter earlier today, people are like, see, they keep hiring these big name people, but they're not, you know, they're not keeping people who were there in the beginning. That was never going to happen. Everyone that was there at the beginning of AEW was not going to be there long term. A lot of these people were there. They had a roster to build. But you've got people whose contracts are expiring. It's mm-hmm. completely different than say BFAB, who signed a long-term contract a week later, she gets released. That's not paying out the contract. They paid her for 90 days after her release. And then the rest of that money was left on the table. Yep. The, the people in AEW whose contracts are expiring. That to me, that is smart business if you're going to try to you're going to try to keep getting better and keep getting bigger you've got to bring in those big names. So these contracts that are expiring he held up Tony Khan has held up his obligation. He has paid them all the way through to the end of their contract. So I don't see anything wrong with letting some contracts expire, bringing in some bigger names to keep eyes on your product.
0: Exactly and AEW is what, three years old now? Yes, they started in 2019. So the people, they were on three-year contracts, which is a normal contract. Yep. I mean, Um, you look at professional sports, a
1: lot of them are on you know, three or four-year deals, and then the contract gets renegotiated. It doesn't always get, they don't always get re-signed.
0: Right. And they don't want to do much more than three years, maybe four, because you start getting into, well, these are professional athletes. Yeah. And this includes wrestlers. They are also professional athletes. I don't care yep. what you say. I mean, it's, they're doing some very, very athletic stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they are two years into like a five-year contract. If they get hurt on the job. Guess what? Now the company yep. has to pay them. Yep. Yeah, you know, Because they got hurt on the job. Yep. And they may actually even have something in their, their contract like if they get hurt in like a car wreck, that's not their mm-hmm. fault. Something something that's not their fault. Guess what? They're right. still, still going to have to pay them a certain percentage of that contract.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And
0: uh, so that's why a three-year contract, I mean, that is pretty standard. Yeah. And so people need to not get mad at Tony Khan because he took care of them. He held, right. They held up their end. He held up his end. There's yep. only one person I think who has... Kind of had a little bit of the red butt about anything. I can't even remember her name. Um, You know, it's like it was fairly recent, like in the past few months. Was a big swole? It may have been, yeah. I mean, I don't know the entire whole thing, and but she's the only one who's had any kind of issues um, about anything. And I mean, and you look at some of the ones they had at the beginning. They had the dude like who had like, well, he was pretty much just torso with arms. I can't, because he had no legs. Uh, Mar- Mar- Marco Stunt? No, not Marco Stunt. Not, not him. He I, <clears throat> Marco Stunt, I mean, he, he's got talent. Every time I look at him, though, I'm like, somebody lost their kid. Yeah, there's a you kid know? in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, this was on their very first pay-per-view, their very first event, period. They started out with a battle royal, and this guy had no legs and
1: oh it was that um it was at all the all-in uh the yeah. buy-in battle royal yeah yes yeah i can't remember his name but i know who you're talking about yeah.
0: the whole time i'm like um is he in a hole or something that, that has no <laughs> he has no legs like all right um well you ain't putting a figure four on him yeah you no know? so he's got kind of kind of an advantage <laughs> um <clears throat> but unfortunately for him and yeah he was in the ring i mean and he was giving it his all i mean he Mm -hmm. if they put him in there then they felt he earned the right to be there because yeah yeah that's one of the things i've kind of noticed about AEW as opposed to wwe the handful of celebrities who've been involved with AEW have actually more or less earned their way in
1: and they've Uh, kind of added to they've kind of added something to the product not just hey i'm just going to show up Right, collect a check and you know not really do anything. The The athletes that the the celebrities that have been there are legitimate fans mm-hmm. like Snoop was on there, legitimate wrestling fan Shaq's legitimate wrestling fan people like that are like I
0: have nothing but respect for them because they respect pro wrestling and, and my son speaking of Shaq, my son has become like a huge Shaq fan like in the past, whatever he like, you know Shaquille O'Neal who owns all these Papa Johns, you know Shaquille O'Neal who owns this, you know Shaquille O'Neal he he has a PhD. I'm like, yes, Layton, I know all this. Mm-hmm. I know, and you know, and I'm like, and Shaquille O'Neal is one of the funniest people.
2: He is, and he's
1: <laughs> he is a genuinely good human being. Yes, I mean, just I can't say enough about the type of person that Shaquille O'Neal is. If more people were like Shaq, the world would be a better place.
0: Yeah, and you know, and when he played in the NBA, um, yeah, he got in some fights, but it wasn't like he was the one starting the fights, necessarily. Right. Um, I think Charles Barkley bounced a basketball off his, off his head. That'd make anybody mad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like,
1: why would you want to make a man that size and that strong mad? Why, why would
0: you want... Well, it was Barkley. Understand. I mean, Barkley was kind of a hothead. Uh,
1: Barkley, yeah. Barkley was a
0: hothead, but Barkley knew when to back off, though, too. So did. So... Um, and I got, I mean, I could not stand Barkley for the longest time just because it, it was really his attitude. Mm-hmm. Ever since he retired from basketball, though, you hear him in interviews. Oh, yeah. That, that dude's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but Barkley's not gotten involved with wrestling as far as I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but Shaq has. And, you know, yeah. and, and Shaq, this is actually not his first time getting involved with wrestling because when nope. Hogan first went to WCW. Yep here comes Shaq. And this is when Shaq was still with the magic. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, cause Hogan went to WCW in 94. Shaq started with the magic in the fall of 92. Mm-hmm. Um, because me and, uh, somebody we talked about not too long ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and another guy who graduated like two years before us, we went down to um, Daytona for spring break. I wasn't in college, but I went to spring break anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but we went to, um, we were supposed to be there for a week. And if my mom's listening, yeah, you're going to hear some of this for the first time we, we were supposed to be down there for a week, went to, down to Daytona for one night. Oh mm-hmm. my God. That was expensive.
2: <laughs> um,
0: and we felt really poor because we're, um, the, the one guy who was, you know, registered tours for us, his name was Ken. Well, mm-hmm. Ken had, Ken had a nice Mustang,
2: yeah, um,
0: but it was nothing compared to some of the other cars we were parking beside and us with our, so Kentucky, they Oh, they had some <laughs> nice, nice vehicles. And, you know, we're pulling up with our Kentucky tags. They're pulling up with their Vermont, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. all from like the Northeast. And they had, you know, they're dressed real nice and I'm dressed like, well, <laughs> um, and that's actually kind of ironically enough. The next day, we actually went to Orlando. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is just a coincidence. Um, <clears throat> we went to the Hard Rock. For those of y'all who are just listening to audio, I'm actually wearing a Hard Rock Cafe Orlando shirt. And well, the next day we went to Orlando, where we went to the Hard Rock Cafe. I had another shirt back then that I bought. This is a newer one I got like a year ago. And we watched um, a spring training game between the Mets and the Royals. And then that night, we got tickets from a scalper and watched the Magic and the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we actually fell asleep during the game because we were so exhausted. <laughs> and next day, we started heading back to Hopkinsville because we were already out of money. Right. Um, but I stayed over at somebody else's house for like the next few days. My mom thinks I was in Florida for a week. Uh, uh, yeah. So that was 30 well, if years she's,
1: ago. if she's listening, she knows now. <laughs> that
0: was 30, sorry, mom. That was 30 years ago, I guess I got some confession to make um and by the way since you know it's kind of also since dwaylan's on here back in also in 1992 um Dwayland needed a ride from University of Louisville I went and got him in your car <laughs> <laughs> I just figured I'd let you know now I yeah mean, that was like yeah that was 92 yeah that was also 92 yeah. yep. so mm-hmm. I, I took uh the hoopty uh the 75 nova and yep that was the infamous two hours
2: yeah that was yeah that was uh, yeah we were yeah.
1: going we were going warp speed in that thing
0: <laughs> yeah uh we passed the state trooper station on the the western kentucky parkway going 120 mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, never mind <laughs> like i'm not yeah
1: it's like i'm not trying to catch but, them yeah
0: by the time we get yeah they'll be on the exit they're probably going yeah. to penny roll they're probably back <laughs> going back to hopkinsville probably um, yeah so but yeah so sorry mom <laughs> yeah. Um. There was something else that I heard
1: on What Culture uh, News this morning that uh, about Drew McIntyre for uh, like WrestleMania plans. Um. You know, he's been in this feud with Happy Corbin and God. Madcap Moss and all this. The going plan right now is for Drew McIntyre to wrestle Happy Corbin at WrestleMania. He's going to wrestle madcap moss at elimination chamber i don't understand why because he already he already beat him at day one so Mm. i don't understand why they're doing that uh uh adam wilborn on what culture did have a uh a good point though maybe they're doing this to get him ready down the line for a world title feud because he, you know, he did have issues with his neck and things like right. that. Maybe they're giving something him something a little easier to do while still getting him on the main the WrestleMania card. Uh and then after that, he'll probably be get moved into the main event slot. But it's like, I'll be glad when all this Mad Cat Moss, mm. Happy Corbin stuff feud with Drew McIntyre is over because None of it makes any sense. It is not entertaining. And just wrap it up already. Nobody thinks this is funny.
0: No. And, I mean, I think that may be part of why they're doing it, to have these guys tell stupid jokes that nobody thinks mm-hmm. is funny. Their jokes are becoming, I don't know if you want to say racist, but definitely kind of borderline. Yes. Um. And WWE has a bad habit of
1: scripting their heels to walk that, you know, walk that razor's edge of Mm -hmm. there's being a heel and then there's just being a disgusting human being. And WWE has a bad habit of having their heels walk that line. And it's like, can it just be, can it just be simple as you're a champion and I want the belt? That's, that's, that's why mm-hmm. we're fighting or I don't like you and you don't like me. So let's just fight work, you know, and get it out and move on. It doesn't have to be okay. all this convoluted. stuff. Okay. Perfect example. Sorry. Perfect I'll... example was last night on AEW rampage for anybody who doesn't hadn't watched it yet. Spoiler alert, but the, the world title was defended. After the match, Adam Cole comes out, picks up the belt, makes his intentions known that he wants a shot at the title, hands it to the champion, and leaves. There's your story. That's it.
0: They're, boom. That's all you
1: need. Yeah. Because Adam, Adam Cole said on Rampage, you know, I'm tired of getting passed over. I want to be the, a- the AEW world champion. He comes out last night, makes his intention known to the champion, and leaves. That's
0: all you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's not complicated. Yeah. And considering on the WWE roster, there is Drew McIntyre. There is Dewdrop, There is Nikki Ash. And there, I, there's got to be somebody else. But what do those three people have in common? They're, they're all Scottish. They're all Scottish. Yeah. And they, they're constantly coming out and insulting, you know, basically his heritage. Yeah. Because they're not like, okay, the name Barber is Scottish. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, really, you're going to insult somebody who's Scottish, but I was not born in Scotland. Right. They were. I mean, they are Scottish. through. They were, bo- through. They were born and raised in Scotland. Yes. And you asked I me mean, about them, hey, I'm Scottish. Right. And, you know, so now they're sitting there insulting, you know, them um, for being Scottish. And they're yeah. making fun of them. I'm like, well, I don't see y'all doing a UK tour anytime soon.
1: Yeah, well, that's just like <laughs> when uh, Jinder Mahal was WWE champion, and yeah. they had him in the feud with Shinsuke Nakamura, and they had him just—you know—they had him booked saying all this disgusting stuff about Shinsuke being Japanese, and it's like, why are we doing this?
0: Yeah, I, I don't.
1: Like, I don't get it. I, I don't either. And
0: uh, and just you know, and
1: even the leaning into, well, just like with Sheamus. Triple H did not want Seamus being Irish to be the crux of his character, but Vince McMahon wanted wanted to lean into Seamus being Irish. So that's why we have, that's why he had all the stuff on his gear and in his entrance and all that. And now they've got him looking like, you know, an Irish pub brawler from, you know, and from, you know, a UK crime movie
0: or something. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. just let him go out and wrestle. It, it, yeah. You don't have to do all this. Right. I mean, Hey, if he wants to put a shamrock on his tights, just to say, Hey, look, yeah. Myers, Hey, cool. Exactly. You know? That's him. Just like with Dewdrop, she put the, her family's. The tart. Like, yeah. Yeah, she, the tar- she
1: put, yeah. Yeah. She put the crest on, you know, the colors of the crest on her gear—that's just paying respect. That's a different thing. But that it's like we know they're Scottish. You don't mm-hmm. have to, you don't have to play it up for laughs or get cheap heat or so anything like this. And it, I just don't understand the.
0: Yeah, and and that's another thing. You have seamus you have Finn Balor, you have Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that, and that's three. I, I can't. I,
1: I was sure uh, there's to... also. Um... Devin Jordan, he's in uh, NXT UK. He's Irish. Okay. Um. I mean, I know there's more, but
0: but here's an idea, Vince. You want to, you know, you want to see something backfire? Bring out, bring out Commander Aziz. Yeah. He's half Nigerian, half Polish. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, say something, Vince. Yeah. And yeah. see what happens to you. Yeah. You know. <coughs> um. And Cesaro, I mean, Grant. Okay, Cesaro. He's the only Swiss wrestler that I can name off the top of my head. I'm not saying he's, there's not more, but yeah. Um, but they call him the Swiss Superman. Yeah. Cool nickname, you know. Now, if there was a lot more Swiss people, it wouldn't be as effective. But he's the only one. Right. But they're they're also not insulting him for being Swiss.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: And, um, well, Benoit, you know, they used to call him the Canadian Crippler. Yeah. But that was, you know, that was like, okay. I mean, they're not, they weren't trying to insult him.
1: No, they weren't insulting him. He, he was Canadian. He got the Crippler name because he crippled people. He dumped Sabu on his head. Well, actually it was Sabu's fault because Sabu, Sabu didn't rotate correctly. Right. On the suplex and ended up breaking his neck, but it worked for Benoit's character. So they started calling him the Crippler and it stuck.
0: And think about this, you know, you're mentioning Jinder Mahal. Although Jinder Mahal is actually Canadian, mm-hmm. um, but his um, his family, I mean, they immigrated from India. Yeah. And Jinder Mahal, who, act, who can actually speak three different languages, mm-hmm. he speaks English, he speaks French, he speaks Hindi, yep. and he's, he speaks more fluent. And so I get they were trying to tap into the Indian audience mm-hmm. because you, you just didn't. Now you have more Indian wrestlers yeah. coming over. But if they were to start saying something about him being from India. Yeah. But, you know, at, so Vince, knock it off.
2: Yeah. Just because, start.
0: yeah, you're making me and Dwayne mad. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I don't, I don't even want to go into when he was talking to Cena. First, he said, what's good in the hood? I'm like. Yeah, Ready? and then
2: he, oh, my God. Then he said and
0: something it, else that I'm not going to repeat. And Booker T and charmel are sitting there like, and Booker T, said, please tell me he did not say that.
1: And Booker did not look that did not look like it was like <laughs> scripted, scripted anger. Booker T looked extremely angry, and I don't blame him a bit.
0: Right. Um, of course, ironically enough with Booker T because one time he got kind of caught up in the promo. When yeah. One of my <laughs> one of my favorite promos, by the way.
1: But um, yeah.
0: He he knew he'd
1: messed up. As soon as he said he's it, like, he was p- like oh <laughs> because it was live. what was great though is Stevie Ray just went ahead with his part like mm-hmm. like it was nothing so it and then was sherry
0: great. was trying to hold hold back from laughing yeah <laughs> but, uh one of the most famous now and Booker T says he is like yeah I don't say that word anymore yeah <laughs> but, I'm like yeah I don't blame you dude <laughs> I mean <laughs> um I mean and it was funny it was because he was like he did he really just? Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and he actually kind of laughs about it now because he knows. I mean, he got caught up in the promo. Yep. Um, but of course, I mean that was an unscripted promo, unlike the the garbage they're doing now. Yeah. You know, so when we ask, you know, talk about Keith Lee, what's WWE thinking? Well, there it is, right there. They want to control
1: yeah. everything. You realize that they have the that. A W has five former NXT champions on their books.
0: Keith Lee, mm-hmm. um, Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. You have to name the rest of
1: them. <laughs> and- Andrade. Mm, yep. Malakai Black. Yep.
0: And Pac. Oh, I forgot about Pac. Yep. Wow, I like I like Pac. I mean, I keep forgetting. Um, my God, I forgot his name in, in WWE. Uh, it started out Adrian Neville, and then. Just Neville dropped,
2: after
1: the, that. dropped the Adrian, and it was just Neville. Uh, cut, they cut had out. a did you see the match that uh, it was actually not Pockets, Pack, Pack, and Pack and uh, Pentagon had against um Malachi Black and Brody King? No, I haven't Impact seen that on uh, Dynamite last week. No, excellent. Excellent. oh, actually,
0: you know what? I think I did, uh, I did excellent catch
1: part tactic it, match. So.
0: Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, these past few weeks have all of a sudden just kind of been almost a blur. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's got so much stuff happening, you know, at work and at home. And yeah, my daughter's coming home this weekend. You nope. know, if fact, she should be home tomorrow. But let me text her, tell her to bring back my Apple Watch.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> like, can I have uh, my stuff back,
0: please? Um, yeah, because when I took her car up to her, my Apple Watch um, was somehow got, I, I un- it came undone. And mm-hmm. it fell in her car and I looked around and I'm sort of thinking, where, you know, I didn't really notice until I was on the, on the way back. Cause I had a friend of ours actually followed me up. And, and of course my son was with me because my wife was down in Florida on a business trip. And, and I was like, where is my watch? And I'm like looking around for it. And that was also, um, the day that I discovered the whole find my device or whatever. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was able to ping it, and I was like, "Avery, go out and look in your car, please."
2: <laughs>
0: and all of a sudden, she said, "I can hear it." And it mm-hmm. took her forever. It had fallen. It's a good thing it didn't fall out the window, because it had fallen down between the door and the seat. Oh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and and you know, and it was her little Mini Cooper. Yeah, you know, her little small little Mini Cooper. My big old three hundred twenty pound rear end is driving it <laughs> up there. For- you ought to see if both of us are in there at the same time. I mean. She basically has to like turn on the AC or we had to win because I mean, that car gets warm quick. The the heater works really good in her car. And I say, make sure you bring my Apple watch with you tomorrow. Watch, you'll forget it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, But I mean, she's also. this has been a wild week for her because like I said, Monday, mm-hmm. we found out she was accepted to the Disney college program. Yep. You know, so we've been planning. Yeah. You know, she just said, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but so we've been kind of looking as to when you should be going down there. Um, it'll be in early August when she goes down there that we finally got that and so, said, Oh, no, we're trying to figure out, okay, we're going to have to go with her. She probably won't take her car
2: because
0: mm-hmm. you know she, she's worried about the car making it yeah <laughs> and uh she doesn't want to drive in orlando anyway
1: yeah and i don't blame her
0: yeah um and i actually have family who live kind of close to there i mean they're cousins who i ha- i mean they're older than i am but mm-hmm. uh but they're at least down there and our friend charlotte you know of course yep. lives down there so uh, and i know charlotte you know she's actually sent me some links anyway to help out so um but yeah so it's just been a wild week so i mean i haven't been able to catch a lot all the AEW. I've been trying to catch as much as what I can. Mm-hmm. You know, um like last night I mean it was a complete wash. Um and that's why I was like, you know, when I got up in the middle of the night to go use the bathroom, I looked and I saw your text that Keith Lee had debuted. Yeah. And I was like, heck yeah. Um hey. and then Jay Jay White, that is the name. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And now that one was when we said before we started recording, Tony Khan kept talking about opening the forbidden door all week. Yeah, and they kind of he even admitted, yeah, we kind of screwed that up some. Yeah, you know, um, I'm like, that's just, that's Tony Khan. I mean, he's just um, doing clickbait. I'm gonna start calling him clickbait Tony. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think
0: it's Tony Khan's a fan, and I he, think oh, sometimes he is. gets.
1: I think he gets overwhelmed with it, and I think he's like, his wording was just off because I think the Keith Lee thing was our it was you know was already. Finalized, he said the the Jay White uh signing was not finalized until like Sunday, right? I think he said so. Um, uh, but still, two huge mm-hmm. acquisitions for AEW, it just makes their roster even stronger than it already was. Uh, Keith Lee not only won, not only debuted and won his debut match, but he qualified for the uh face of the revolution think it's uh i'm not sure if it's a ladder match or not at the revolution pay-per-view if it is god help everybody else that's in the ring with keith lee with Mm. ladders involved but Mm. uh yeah but i'm very happy for keith lee you could tell last night when he came out he was enjoying himself and you could tell he even got on Twitter and thanked all the fans for their yep. continued support, you know, through everything. And uh, you should, like, the even the wrestlers that were excited for him, you know, wrestlers that have, have this long affiliation with WWE. Were tweeting. Yeah, Foley. Foley did. were yeah. tweeting their support of Keith Lee signing with AEW because they know he's going to be able to be Keith Lee in AEW.
0: Yep. And Keith Lee is actually his name, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Which he had, a, he had a, a bit of an issue with WWE because they tried to trademark his name. He's going to trademark somebody's actual name. And he's like, oh, no. So he trademarked it himself. But yeah, Keith Lee is his actual name.
0: That's pretty sad when you actually have to trademark the name that is on your driver's license, your birth mm-hmm. certificate, and everything. Yep. And... You know, that was actually something I kind of had a feeling that the WWE was doing that um, back when I was probably about 13 mm-hmm. because I noticed all the different name changes that people mm-hmm. would do. Yep. And then when they left, their name changed again. They could not take that. I was like, they're trademarking that.
1: Yeah, like um, that, like Brian Danielson. That's why mm-hmm. he agreed to go by Daniel Bryan in WWE so that if he ever left, you know, people, real wrestling fans still know him as Brian Danielson, so he mm-hmm. would still be able to use that everywhere else.
0: Exactly. And, you know, of course, I mean, there's some, some names that there's no way they're going to try to tra- – they're not going to make Ric Flair change his name. No. You know, um, you know, some of them they didn't make to change their name, but they gave him a stupid nickname. Um, like, remember when Dick Slater, when he was in WWF for about, you know, two minutes? Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember what they were calling him, but it just did not fit.
1: No. Um, well, they wanted to change, they wanted to give Samoa Joe another name. And he was like, no.
2: Yeah. Everybody,
1: everybody the world over knows him as Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. It's like, leave it alone.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, so every once in a while, the McMahons and whoever else, I got to look and go, okay, we need to stop thinking with the business part of a brain, I think the logical Mm -hmm. part of the brain. Well, it's just
1: they're so intent on owning everything. That's why if you look at NXT 2.0, all of the ridiculous names that a lot of these wrestlers have, it's because these are WWE-generated names because they want to own everything. Right. And it's like, I get that in a sense, but it's like name recognition goes a long way Mm -hmm. because if you notice during the Triple H heyday of NXT, people were coming in and retaining the names that got them signed in the first place. Yep. You know, Samoa Joe, you know, Kevin Owens changed his simply as a respect thing to Owen Hart and... son. Because his his son's name is Owen. So he changed his name to Kevin Owens, But it still worked. And -hmm. everybody knew that's Kevin Steen. As soon as he came out, it's like, that's Kevin Steen. You know, nobody was having to change their name. And then it's like, now it's like, it's like we've gone back to like 1995, where everybody, we just feed a bunch of names into a computer generator and the First, the first and last name that pops out is what you get.
0: Yeah, and then looking at this dude going, "All right, you're kind of big. All right, well, all right. Well, what we're gonna do? once not you put a like a big buffalo head on and go out to the ring? And what do you mean you can't? You like get between the ropes? I mean, you better figure it out. You want yeah, you so. can't
1: get between the ropes. What do you mean you can't see in the in the uh-uh. big uh-uh. the big helmet and everything? And it's like for people who don't know, go check out <laughs> ninety like. The ninety-five WWE. Royal
0: Rumble, actually, that I know he's in ninety-five that
1: one. Rumble, yeah. <laughs> but check out just from from ninety-four through early ninety-six of WWE. I mean, everybody had some type of profession gimmick. You had a you had Duke the Dumpster Drosy, who was a trash man. You had <laughs> hockey players. You had it was just so ridiculous, uh,
0: yeah, and. TL Hopper. Um, oh,
1: the with the plunger. Uh, yes.
0: Um, or they just had some. I, I don't know what Aldo Montoya was supposed to be. He
1: was supposed to be the Portuguese, Portuguese man, of war, man of war. But it looked like he, it really looked like he had a jock strap
0: on his head. Yeah. They're like, all right, we're going to take a jock strap. Yeah. I think yeah. they were, somebody was high when they came up with these. Someone said, <sighs> yeah. All right, I'm going to take a jock strap. I'm going to spray paint it yellow. Now put it yeah. on your head.
1: Yeah. And he, if anybody doesn't know, Aldo Montoya is just incredible. Mm-hmm. He was much better once he went to ECW and became just incredible.
0: Yeah. And in case anybody is going to Justin, first name, and then credible was the last name. Fantastic and, finish yeah. though. He, caught, he had a tombstone called That's Incredible, but
1: it was a spinning tombstone.
0: Yes. I do remember seeing that one. And I'm like, okay. I mean, Um, the undertaker could probably do it, but he's, you know, six ten, So it doesn't, (laughs) um, but yeah, just go back and watch some of those things. You know, when you have Mantar, when you have, uh, Portuguese, Damien Demento. Yeah. I forgot about him. Um, bastion booger um actually may he rest in peace he actually passed away not yeah i mean all that but still you know, rest um, in peace but it's like remember when they had him
1: uh he was a monk before that oh so, um prior uh yes i can't remember the but i can't remember the last name but they had him do that of course that didn't get up. over which it was never I, going to we'll look it
0: up later on <laughs> yeah and then, ferguson that's it
1: yep yep and then the next the next thing that they do is have him as Bastion Booger, and he comes out looking like he's wearing duct tape. Yeah. And he's just eating disgustingly. And it's like, what is this supposed to be? Why are we uh, supposed uh, to care? And you didn't look at that guy and go, future world champion. You didn't look at that guy and go, champion of any kind. You do look at that guy like this is gross. Can you get
2: off mm-hmm.
0: my TV? You know, the sad thing before he was that he was Norman, the lunatic, which actually got over. Yeah. That before. worked. Yeah. People liked yeah. him before that. He was what Mock and sing up in. I mean, he was a yes. vicious heel and he was yep. good. Yeah. And also now he's given up a title shot for a large pizza. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a real thing. Mm-hmm. They said, Hey, instead of the title show, you want this pizza? Give me the pizza. Yeah. And it's I'll like the pizza. not the
1: world title shot to where I could make more money and buy a whole lot of pizzas, but
0: right, you know, and the '94 Rumble. He actually, they've still never said what happened, why he didn't come out for the Rumble. Yeah, I've never heard why he never, why he didn't come out. Yeah, the storyline was, oh, he had a stomach ache because he ate. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh huh, sure, but uh, wow, so hopefully. Some stuff goes better for the people in uh, WWE. I mean, hope they've got to start pulling the nose up because the I didn't, realize this. I actually had to look it up. The Elimination Chamber is on the 19th. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just over a week. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I, I'm because I'm thinking it's going to be at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. But then I looked and I was like, whoa, whoa, that's yeah, uh, because Lita is not going to be involved. Yep. Um, and somebody brought up some comments she made a few years ago when they first went to Saudi
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she said, you know, she even admitted she's going to have, she's walking those comments back because she honestly didn't think they would ever have women wrestling over there. Yeah. You know, and now they have, and, and she's going to be one of them.
1: Yeah. Um, I just I, don't, I don't agree with, I don't agree with her getting a, getting a world title shot either.
0: Exactly. I, I don't either.
1: I mean, you look at, you look at the elimination chamber pay-per-view Brock Lesnar is in the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship, which is ridiculous because Mm -hmm. he won the World Rumble. He's already said that he's challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania, which booking-wise, all of that is convoluted because you've just pretty much said it doesn't matter who you put in the ring with Roman. Roman's going to WrestleMania Mm -hmm. as the universal champion because this is the match that we want to have. So you've got part-time Brock in the chamber match for the WWE title. Less than part-time Lita in a a women's world title match against Becky Lynch. Less than part-time Bill Goldberg in a universal championship match against Roman Reigns. You've got three part-timers Taking spots from people that have worked all year for an opportunity like this, that worked their entire career to get one world title match. And you've got mm-hmm. three part timers taking spots.
0: And let's not forget in the name we haven't even mentioned yet Ronda Rousey.
1: You have Ronda Rousey, exactly, who wins the Royal Rumble, picks at least she picks Charlotte Flair because the match with her and Becky can't happen until Ronda's going to have to be heel and Becky's going to have to be face because it ain't going to work. Nobody's buying Ronda Rousey as a heel is as effective as Brock. Ronda Rousey as a face is as effective as Brock Lesnar as a face. Not at all. Right. Neither of them are effective as a face.
0: I don't care what Ric Flair said today on his podcast either.
1: The only reason... She is a de facto face because everybody despises Charlotte Flair. Yep. That's the only yeah. reason that... Yeah, they hate Charlotte
0: more than they hate Ronda.
1: Exactly. They hate Charlotte more than they hate Ronda, so Ronda's going to get cheered by default. Yep. But you've got all these part-timers taking all these spots, and as much as, as, much as WWE thinks that AEW is beneath them, look at how... Look at how their Hall of Famers are used. They're used to enhance the talent that's already there. You've got Jake Roberts with, with Lance Archer. You've got Arn Anderson with Cody. You've got Tully Blanchard with FTR. Mm-hmm. They're in management roles. They're not taking spots away from people.
0: Exactly. Uh, and even, you know, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. He's there to help out. He's the there to folks. help
1: us. Yeah, he's helped. Uh, he is helping train the ladies, and like, okay, when Cody couldn't compete for the, uh, couldn't defend the TNT title against Sammy Guevara, Dustin went out there, gave Sammy a great match, mm-hmm. put Sammy over, you know, for the TNT Which
0: title is the way it should be. Exactly. Yeah, because Dustin is also about what he's in his early fifties. Yes. He knows he's he shouldn't be going out there saying, all right, I'm gonna take a world title shot because that's my brother who's running the police. Exactly. But I would pay to see
1: Dustin Rhodes wrestle in his in his early to mid 50s any day of the week over watching Bill Goldberg wrestle. Yes. And you look at Sting. Sting's almost 60. He is 60. He is he? He
0: is okay. Yeah, he is.
1: Sting is 60. What is he doing? team in with Darby Allen to get Darby
0: Allen to that next level. Yep. And Darby Allen, he, he is actually one of my favorites right now. Darby Allen is fantastic. Yeah. he's Oh man. He's the only one when uh, I was talking with, um, with Justin from Mm -hmm. Jane Trey, which by the way, give those guys a shout out. I always want to give those guys a shout out because they are just absolutely absolutely awesome. I mean, they are fantastic. Awesome people. Uh, you know, so for Justin, Trey, Jake, and I'm going to throw Courtney in there. Was uh, Trey's girlfriend? I mean, because mm-hmm. you know, I got to meet her as well. You know, she she doesn't get as much recognition, but she's right there, uh, giving as much support as what she can. You know, all, all right. of them. Yep. Yeah, I have not met Jake in person, but I have obviously met the other three mm-hmm. down at Ludlow. You know, had a great time. Uh, but with Justin and I were talking, and uh, we we're talking about because I want to say somebody did the, what they call it, the, the Suicida or the, the dive. Um, oh, the Tope Suicida. Tope Suicida. Yeah. Thank you. And I said, I am not a fan of that move just because it just looks dumb. You're just wear got, uh uh-huh. Except for Darby Allen. Who looks like a bullet. He <laughs> yes. looks like he was shot out of a gun. <clears throat> and I love how he
1: does it where a lot of times they keep him off camera to where when he when he does hit it it's like the impact is like so much more but yeah he does it he puts all of his body weight into it mm-hmm. like that is like the only thing that i don't like about i didn't like it when he was Dean Ambrose i still don't like it when he's John Moxley Mox does that but it's just like he's landing on his feet and kind of pushing the guy
0: yeah it's like uh-huh. it's now
1: like... i've seen Samoa Joe do it especially in his younger days and you have a 280 pound freight train, yeah, throwing a forearm in your face as he's flying through the ropes,
0: yeah, <laughs> forearm in the face. I mean, yeah. the uh, anybody who comes out and they turn sideways, and so they're hitting them with their full body, yeah, that's effective, yep. And Darby Allen, the one of the things because Darby Allen is not a tall guy at all, Mm-mm. you know, he's probably just a little taller than Ray Mysterio.
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Ray Mysterio is one of the few male wrestlers you see when they come in the ring. They come in, in between the bottom rope and the middle rope instead of between the middle and the top rope. Yeah. Darby Allen, I don't, I've never seen him come in the ring like that. But when he did his, his we'll call it the bullet dive, mm-hmm. you know, or the missile, whatever you want to call it, he went between the, the bottom yeah. and the middle rope. Yep. And so he's not having to go up. And I mean, he's, yeah. So it's even more effective. And, I'm still big on Jericho. Jericho uh, is not, yeah, he was their title holder, you know, at first because yeah. they needed a big name, and
1: yeah, they needed a big name to get eyes on the promotion.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, re- I mean, I'm, I'm just because Jericho does so much, yeah, and he helps out the younger guys, and he has a really good head for the business, and he's not trying to just get himself over, and, um, you know, so I wish more wrestlers would kind of be like that yeah and the tope suicida, I see,
1: a, I, I see a heel turn coming for him
0: yeah I, I, yeah i've been from what i've been watching i'm like yeah okay he, they're still going to sing his music
1: oh yeah you know but, i mean but jericho's smart though he's like you know i'm 50 years old i can't do the tope suicida or the you know i can't do the wine salt like i used to be able to or things like that but I can swing a back elbow and knock you out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for his age and his character, the Judas effect elbow
0: works perfect. Yeah. And then he'll say, and then I'm going to go on tour with my band. Yeah. I'm going to go do dance with the stars better than the Miz. Yep. I'm going to do my podcast. I'm going to come here and I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to manage, I'm going to do commentary. Mm -hmm. I'm going to help out backstage, you know? And so that's why, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, Jericho is one of my favorites right now because of him. You know, we've got all the stuff he does. Darby Allen, like I mentioned, because Darby, some of you don't like the Coffin Drop, I like it.
1: I do too. I love it.
0: Yeah. Um, and AEW is not the same match over and over again. Now, there's some of the stuff I mean, I'll say does look kind of rehearsed at times. Um, and I, I can't even I think
1: I I think that's just a product of
0: the business as a whole right yeah. now.
1: I, because you've got a lot of these guys who you know came through the independent scene and that's kind mm-hmm. of the, how the independence got and so it kind of carried over but there's enough of you get, you get enough of you get Lucha Libre you get the the harder edge like death metal type stuff of mm-hmm. Malachi black and Brody King, you get the more sports entertainment aspect of Cody. And, but then you get your high flying with the bucks and the Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen and things, you get a whole, you get a a big mix. And like you said, there's not the same match every single week. Right. And that's the good thing about having their roster, the way it is and having dark evolution, dark elevation and having dark talent can get shuffled around to where you don't get bored seeing the same people all the time. The WWE, especially Raw, you'll get the same match Mm -hmm. every week for two months and then they'll turn around and book that same thing on the pay-per-view and it's like, what is the point? And then have the rematch the next night? Yeah, I didn't want (laughs) to see it eight times in two months. I don't want, So I definitely don't want to see it on the pay-per-view. I definitely don't want you running it back on the next night on Raw. So it's like, just no. And that's the problem now is because they have released all these people. They don't have enough people to fill out a three-hour
0: show. And it's really making their women's ros- roster suffer mm-hmm. because, yep. you know, that's been one of the things talking with, well, you remember Ella talking the other night. Mm-hmm. She said at one point, even in the NWF, it was just her, Selena, Nikki Victory, and Big Mama. Yep. And she said those were the only four. And, and she said, so they, they really got to know each other really well because yeah, yeah. I mean, they were wrestling each other a lot. And now, of course, I mean they have really beefed up uh, the women's roster in the NWF. Yeah. WWE, used, I mean, they still got some women. Don't get me wrong. They still got mm-hmm. some very talented women. But it's not like it was six months ago.
1: No, it's definitely not how it was like two years ago when they, you know, the WWE legitimately had probably the most stacked women's roster in the business. And now it's like they're quickly going back to if you're not Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, or right now Ronda Rousey, then that's the tier. That's the ceiling. And everybody else is just relegated to bathroom break matches. I mean, yeah. we're gonna give we're gonna give you three or four minutes, and that's including your entrance. And this is all you're gonna get.
0: And AEW, it was that this was probably about four or five months ago. It's not that it was a lot of criticism, but they were being told that was maybe probably an area that need to be strengthened up some was their women's roster. Because yes,
1: That was the, that was the chink in the armor for AEW was the women was the women's division, but they, they took that to heart and mm-hmm.
0: worked on that. Because I listened to, uh, Sister Jericho. I listened to him interview Jade Cargill. And I remember I texted you about it mm-hmm. and I'm like, she is a very, very interesting person. Guess of, who is,
1: guess who's training her. Who hey. Brian Danielson? Really? Yes, that he is. Okay, I uh, didn't know he, that. He's working behind the scenes, helping with training and stuff, and he's taking an entrance in Jade Cargill. So he's training. He's training her.
0: Well, a lot of stuff. I mean, I would have no clue about. I mean, she flat out came on there and man, this was a shoot. I mean, this was the person mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. She said, "I don't have to do this." Mm-hmm. She said, "I." Yep. Oh, she fled. Uh, She said, "I'm rich." Well, yeah. like, I'm not trying to be me. She's like, but I'm rich. Yeah, And because her husband, or at least her boy, are they married? They have a kid together, but I don't know if they're
1: married. I'm not sure. But I think he, they are, but I'm not 100%
0: sure. But he's got all his money from baseball. Mm-hmm. And I cannot think of his name right now, but Reds fans should actually know who, because he was a very mm-hmm. good, I think, I think he played third base for the Reds, I guess, for years. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. you know. So he's, you know, and she also, um, she, she is a she's certified in something Yeah, you know, she has a, she has a bachelor's degree and she's certified in something so she has a career that she was doing outside of wrestling so she even said she's like i don't have to do this you know and she i'm not doing it for the money because she's like i already have money right I'm doing it because i enjoy it and she trains hard uh she's got a six-pack you know so that shows she's hitting the gym quite a bit yeah yep you know and how many moms do you see with a six pack?
1: Uh, Brandon Phillips is uh, oh who she goes. Yep. Yeah.
0: And how many moms do you see with a six pack?
1: Yeah. That's yeah.
0: hard to do. I mean, so, I mean yeah. she's worked at it.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, you could tell in the ring, you could tell from when she first debuted in AEW when she had the tag match with Shaq against Cody and Red Velvet. From there to now, you can just tell the work that she's put in in every aspect of her game her Mm -hmm. in-ring her in-ring work has gotten so much better you can tell just she has that she's like keith lee you look at jade cargill and you say that's a star
0: yeah i I mean that's a uh, champion i would i'd recommend if you know if you haven't listened to that Mm podcast you know the first jericho's podcast is just good anyway um but because I mean he, he doesn't just do wrestling. Yeah. Um, I mean he has a lot of different topics. Um, once again, I'm gonna give a shout out to Jay and Trey. I did not listen to their show today because I mean I was so just swamped with work. Yeah, uh,
1: I didn't either. I was I was pretty busy myself.
0: Uh but did you see theirs yesterday?
1: Um, I did not. No.
0: Well, they had two interviews on there. One was a woman, she's actually in the the, I guess you want to call it the biopic about Tommy Lee and... Um, oh, did she play... Um, did she play Pam? Uh, no, she plays somebody named Heather. I haven't actually seen the... Okay. Like, pa- okay. like Pam's friend.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Okay.
0: And they also had a woman... Uh, it took me a second to realize she was... She's a chef uh, down from Louisiana. I guess she actually work, She's like prepares food for um, LSU. Mm -hmm. and so she knows joe burrow and so that's why it was kind of connected like that oh okay yeah so you gotta mean you gotta think think about who they're getting on their show yeah yeah you know and they're just getting them and i'm like man um and so i mean but they're not just wrestling they're not just sports right and you know and i think those guys are i mean they're doing a fantastic job i mean um, because trade trade is not, <clears his throat> I think Trey is the main one who's sending messages. He does not hesitate. He, um, as far as like reaching out to people, for people to mm-hmm. show. and, you know, those guys are doing a great job. Well, Jericho, I mean, of course his, uh, he used to do pretty much just wrestling, yeah. uh, but then he kind of branched because you know, he started getting other like musicians on there. And now he's like, like the one today was a guy, um, the name of the episode, Aliens, Illuminati, Occult, and the Hollywood Connection. And he had a guy in there talking about, well, all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, and it, was, it was an interesting episode. Uh, but I mean, I think, you know, stuff like that is um, pretty cool. Yeah. You know, so uh, but yeah, but when he had Jade Cargill on there, I mean, because a lot of times he will still have them on there and mm-hmm. have other wrestlers, and especially if they're AEW, because a lot of times he's right there. So they don't have to do phone call or a zoom yeah. and like they are literally yeah. right there. And um, actually through his podcast, you know, he had the guys from the true crime cast and crime, true crime cast and bless their hearts on there. And now I've actually, I'm in, you know, connection with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've actually been on their bless their hearts podcast. I've written a story for their, their true yep. crime cast. I've actually written another story that I thought I need to hit the guy up and go, you know, you said it's going to be on there a couple of times now. You've actually advertised it twice and it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so because what, because ha- I, I mean, I know they, they had a lot of hiccups all of a sudden happen because of like family health reasons and things like that. So I don't go, hey, you ever going to do that story? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, another couple of guys, you know, super great guys, you know, and what actually kind of picked my interest in that because they're from, they live in Berea, Kentucky.
2: Hmm, you know,
0: so they're not like super celebrity, whatever. I mean, they're just two kind of like us. I mean, they're just two yeah. guys, too regular just, guys. Yeah, yeah, two regular guys, and you know, but um, but you know, with us, I mean, of course, we do focus on wrestling. Yeah. You no, know, because that's it. That's how it started. You know. So, uh and I cannot think of any other news happening. this I week. can't
1: either. I think that's about, about it. I mean, it's been it's been pretty quiet, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, some fairly big items. I mean, Mm -hmm. because anytime you have a big debut like that, you know, of course, it's going to it's going to be pretty newsworthy. Um, And next week, I mean, like I said, we have a an interview scheduled for this weekend, you know. But I'm waiting. You know, I'm still kind of like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, (laughs) we're thinking some really, really good questions for this one. Um, You know, but says we're coming to the end of this there is something I do need to address. Okay, our podcast is a is about wrestling. Joel and I we like to come on here and we do like to have fun. Whenever we have subjects for interviews, we also like, you know, to have a relaxed for have fun, enjoy it. What we are not is part of anybody's fantasy. Right. When we interview people, we interview the person. Yeah. And it is the only, we've only done one, if you want to call it an interview, it was actually, um, you know, to help promote because we were asked to help promote mm-hmm. a match. And so we had two guys on at the same time. And it was, they were both in character and yep. we helped. Yeah. And we supported that. Yeah. These two guys are wrestlers. Yeah. And, when you talk to them outside of the wrestling room, both of them super great guys, Mm -hmm. and um, they will uh, their wrestling names are not their real names. Exactly. And they keep the
1: person, they try to keep, they try their best to keep their professional and personal lives separate.
0: Right. And even before that particular episode started, uh, one of them, his Zoom, he actually had his real name on there. So I actually went on there and changed it Mm -hmm. to make sure, same thing with Ella. We make sure, you know, we, we, we interview the person, they may go by their character name, but we're still interviewing the person and we will at their request, because we're still helping to promote, um, their story. We're helping to promote them. We will kind of delve into some of the, I guess, you know, like, you know, some of their storylines that they have Mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, this person, oh, they're super friends outside the ring. If you've been a wrestling fan, uh, you know, for any length of time, you know the nature of how it goes, and you know that outside the ring, they're human. Yep. Yep. Just like everybody else. Just like everybody else, and which means that, yes, they have friendships. Some of the ones who are smacking each other right inside the ring are actually good friends outside mm-hmm. the ring. Some of the ones who are friends inside the ring do not like each other inside right. the ring. I
2: exactly. mean, that's
0: just you know, and it's not that they're trying to fight each other, you know, in real life all the time, but it's just they don't hang out because, and then they just don't like. And yeah. that's something I mean, I will not, you know, because we're not also not a gossip site,
1: right? But they're still professional enough to look out for one another when they are yes. in the ring together.
0: Yes. And some of the reason why I keep bringing this up is because we have been receiving emails to our podcast account. If you are not a wrestler, if you are not a manager, if you are not involved in the wrestling business whatsoever, do not send us an email where you are in character and then get mad because we didn't respond to it because we didn't answer questions. I'm not going to take you seriously. If you send me something, in character Dwayne's not going to take you seriously if you send something to him
1: I'm not going to I'm more than likely I'm just not going to respond because that's not you know that's not how we do things that's and that's not it's not what we're about
0: right and this is a like I said this is a serious show about wrestling who we talk about the subject of wrestling we are not going to be pulled into somebody's fantasy world where they think they are a wrestler.
1: Exactly. And just like we don't, just like we both know we, you know, we are lifelong wrestling fans, but we are not in the business, so to speak. You know, we're not in the intricate day-to-day workings of pro wrestling. We, you know, we have, had the privilege of interviewing wrestlers and which gives us even more insight into the wrestling business. But we don't have these fantasies that we are, you know, that we work for WWE or AEW and that we're booking, you know, that we're booking matches and stuff. Everything that we say is our opinion as a wrestling fan. We have no, you know, we have no fantasy about our role in professional wrestling.
0: Exactly, and I've actually had people ask me, "What well, do you work for?" The NWF. No, I do not. We are loosely, loosely, loosely. associated yes. with them because we have done quite a few interviews now, mm-hmm. and you know, I, and I told one of the wrestlers the other day. I said, I'll tell you right now, it was a good feeling for me when a wrestler who at the time I had never spoken to before, but we had spoken about him when we were interviewing another, you know, a Mm -hmm. different wrestler, we interviewed one guy about an upcoming match and going into, this is when we go into kind of a character ish type questions like, Hey, you have a match against this man here he's a big man, but man, he can move. He yeah. is quick. Right. How are you going to be able to handle that? And the main, the same person we were talking about, we had, I had never spoken to him before. Joyland had never spoken to him before. The next time I saw him um, was not at that. Well, didn't did talk to him at that particular match. It was a few weeks later and he came up to me and he said, I just want to thank you for putting me over during your interview with my opponent that i had and that felt pretty good to me that that meant to me i was doing them um i was doing them justice by right helping right. i mean helping them out yep. you know help helping try to promote their shows i wasn't trying to inject myself into their stuff exactly and it's like
1: we you know we we conduct interviews with these wrestlers and you know they're all great interviews they're all great people but we don't try to insert ourselves in their storylines or their personal life or anything like that, it's like, you know, that's just not what we do. I don't, I don't get why some people have this fantasy that they're doing more than what they actually are.
0: Right. And I'm not even going to try to pretend like I'm a wrestler I have never had any of the training. The only time I have ever stepped foot inside a ring was because I was actually invited in because they were taking pictures or my son was taking a picture with them. Mm -hmm. And I walked in there with my son, but that's it. I don't try to pretend to be something I'm not because that's an insult to them. Yep. And for us to, you know, the harassment, and I will consider it harassment because when somebody tells me, Oh, I thought of that name because I thought it, it would make both of you laugh. Guess what? I don't think it's funny. Yeah. Joyland doesn't think it's funny.
1: No, it's not funny at all.
0: Yeah. And not only that, but at the beginning of the email, you insulted us. Yeah. Um, if you want to think that you're a savior of this podcast, oh, I could show you some, some stats that'll tell you otherwise. Trust yeah. me. And I'm not going to mention any names on here. If this kind of stuff keeps up, I will start mentioning names and I will embarrass you. And it won't, won't make me lose any kind of sleep over it whatsoever. And trust me, that's not me cutting a promo. That's me just telling the damn truth. Excuse yeah. my language. But yeah, we're, this is ridiculous that we're having to actually tell grown adults, grow up. Yeah. This, this podcast is not going to be part of your fantasy.
1: Nope. Not a bit,
0: you know, so but that's all I have to say about that. So, well, Joel, do you have anything else? No, no, I'm good.
1: I think, yeah, we think we covered everything we meant to cover, and hopefully, um, people will understand where we're coming from as far as you know, this is not a fantasy. You know, this is not a fantasy-based thing that we're doing. And right. we're not going to allow people to turn it into their own personal fantasy.
0: Yep. This is not a fantasy. This is not a hangout. Uh, we don't have people on here unless there's some kind of contribution like yep. to the wrestling portion of the show. And if somebody wants to question a couple of our guests, no, we actually had reasons for every single one of them. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. To- yeah, two people were friends of ours from, mm-hmm. but there was actual legitimate reasons. Yeah. You know, why wouldn't we have someone who has over a million and a half followers on TikTok, who, by the way, also is very knowledgeable about wrestling? Yep. And you can actually talk about the relationship between wrestling and social media. Yeah. Why wouldn't we have him on here? I mean, he's actually doing tours. Have you seen this? He's actually doing tours mm-hmm. across the United States. Mm-hmm. So... That right there, I mean, that's not a fantasy. I mean, that's just somebody discussing right. wrestling. And when, the name of it is armchair booking, not fantasy booking. Exactly. It's not
1: is, fantasy football or fantasy baseball or anything like that.
0: You know, so like I said, I mean, that's all I got to say about it. And I believe Dwayne I saw it probably yep. all you know we had to say about it. It's not gonna yep. be brought up again. If we start getting if I start getting emails again, I'm gonna start naming names. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to like what I have to say. So, but anyway, hopefully everybody who listened, by the way, if you want to uh, catch us or if you want to email us, it's at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. Uh, By the way, if you see us on there, do not start arguments with other wrestlers, actual wrestlers. exactly. Because yes, that also happened. And because they know a, a lot more about the wrestling business than we do. And especially than what you do.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And you can find us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast, Instagram also at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbooking. We've been making videos. It's been a little bit busy this week, so I have not made any videos this week, but we will uh, keep those up. And we're trying to get as many follows as what we can because we're trying to grow our listener base. Yep. And you can uh, find us on, obviously, if you're watching the video, you already know we're on YouTube, but you can find us on just about any audio platform you can. If we're not on there, let us know. We will try to get ourselves added. iHeartRadio, you still suck.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and last but not least, of course, we are hosted by Block Talk Radio. Yep. And if you would like to order some merchandise, we showed that at the beginning of the page, and the link will also be in the description. And I believe that is all. Normally I, I do that that's... at the beginning of the show, but this time.
1: Yeah. I believe that's
0: everything. So, all right. Well, hopefully, you know, this weekend goes pretty well, especially the interview doing and the next one that we're planning. Mm-hmm. And that one, I'm, like I said, I'm looking forward to it, you know, a lot. Yep. You know, so, Me too. Uh, but, and we've actually mentioned it uh, already. Some, we're just trying to finalize some details right now. Yeah. You know, so everybody wants to do it. It's just getting a date and a time because everybody where, has lives. Yeah, just trying to know. get a date
1: and a time where everybody's available.
0: Yep, um, and all four of the guys that we've, you know, we've actually interviewed all four of these before, you know, individually. And so we know they're all quality interviews just by themselves. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I imagine you get all four of them together. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. You know, so, But anyway, my friend, I think I will go ahead and – you know, say good night because wow, it's getting kind of late, <laughs> and I'm getting kind of salty, so I need to go to off So, uh, yeah, I'll let you do know about more details about you know Saturday as I okay. if I get any more. You know, it should be just real quick, and we'll let everybody know. I've already asked actually I already solicited some questions from one person, and he's got some questions for us to ask. I was like, all right, cool. You know, so and I'll, I'll let you know about those after we get off. So, um, but. Until then, I will say good night and God bless. All right. God bless.